Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Seven o'clock hour, big at night. Pete Sweeney, editor in chief, arrowheadpride.com, joins us at 7 30. Jim Inkley, Chris Inocero in here talking draft with me in Grant Nicholson. Chiefs, 2016, took nine picks. 2015, nine picks. 2013, 2012, eight picks each. 2011, nine. 2008, 12 picks. Two years ago, the Vikings took 15 picks. So it does happen. Well, they still suck too. So Peter King put out his one and only mock draft, and he's pretty plugged into just about everything in the National Football League. And he's like uh, the Vegas trends now. And I don't know if Vegas switched their trends because of Peter King's mock. Trayvon Walker, he has going number one over Aiden Hutchison. It's funny because if you're sitting there at number one, you, this is Luke <laughs> Joe Eric Fisher yeah, all over again, man. No, seriously, if you pick the wrong yes. one, you're screwed. Yes, somebody's gonna be wrong. Somebody's going to be much better than the other one. Trayvon Walker. Maybe they're they're both great. You never know. Maybe, maybe. But that's not how it works. You know damn well I'm right. (laughs) It usually happens with quarterbacks. The the statistics would show that you are right. One's going to be hurt all the time or something. Yeah. One of of them's going to be hurt all the time. The other one's going to be great. If only we would have taken Aiden Hutchinson. Only we would have taken J.J. Watt. Yeah. (laughs) Which he reminds me of. Yes. No, I, I I like Aiden a lot. Here's my thing about Trayvon. This is the thing that's like really kind of confusing me. Trayvon was like the fourth ranked pass rusher before the combine. And since the combine, he's slowly but surely risen up draft boards. And he was sitting at the at number two in the last couple weeks or so. A lot of people had it bumped him up above Kayvon Thibodeau. He's the betting favorite now. And now... There, you know, Adam Schefter put out a report earlier today that basically said that the it, it's looking less likely now that the Jags will take Aiden Hutchinson with the first overall pick, which obviously, I mean, obviously it could be uh, a clone you, uh, but I, obviously I think we we all think that it's Trayvon Walker now. And it's just amazing to me 
that the real only thing that changed was what he did at the combine. And he had a great combine. And since then, now he's basically now, it seems like penciled in his number one. Are you worried pick. at all about so many Georgia guys? Because this was historically good defense. Probably top three all time. Defense. I mean, worried. I mean, I hate some of their guys. What I mean by this is like Jordan Davis on D line, Devontae Wyatt, Trayvon Walker, Nicobe Dean, inside linebacker, Lewis Seen at safety, uh, cornerback Darian Kendrick. I mean, that's a lot of players. Somebody on there benefited from the other guys. That's my biggest. They could all be stars. I get it. But somebody on there benefited from everybody else being damn good. As a Florida fan, I, I hate the fact that there's so many Georgia fan, Georgia players being drafted. Channing Tindall didn't mention him, the yeah. linebacker. I mean, I think they're all over. I We've seen this with Alabama. There have been players that get drafted high that clearly benefited from the other talent around them. And I absolutely think... There's going to be some guys taken in the first two, three rounds that benefited from talent around them. We have seen it happen before. We what was it Mark Barron got was like a top 10 pick yeah. by the Cowboys a few years yeah. ago. And is he in the league anymore? No. So it's like we've seen a lot of Alabama. Corners we, we've seen it in a lot. Yeah. Alabama corners. We've seen it happen with a lot of these teams that are really good. You've got a player or two that benefited from a quarterback. Like you had a receiver that benefited from a quarterback or a running back that benefited from the offensive line, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I think we could probably say that, like, especially if this year, if Tua Tonga-Vailoa doesn't have a great year this year, we can say that he's the beneficiary of having all that talent that he had when he was at Bama. So, I, absolutely, I think there's probably going to be a guy or two, if not more, that are going to get drafted out of Georgia that did not actually carry as much weight as the, everyone thought they did when they played there. And his, lead, his first receiver taken was Drake London. Yeah. That's his first one. I would have put him number three. I think, I have Jamison above him I, and uh, I think Garrett Wilson. I can see that, but I, I something tells me that Drake might go ahead of Jamison. Something tells me that somebody's going to be like Mike Evans. And they're going to take him above James Williams. Hey, you got to like the size and yeah. everything else. Yeah, I think there's going to be somebody out there that's like, hey, that our quarterback ain't great, so if he could just throw the football up to, to Drake, that's good. And uh, I don't believe uh, Drake London ran the 40 in the draft. He did not. And he's estimated to be about 4-5. Somewhere in that category. So, yeah, because I was looking at it because I've seen some people try to mock him to the Chiefs. And I was like, yeah, let me see his 40 time right quick. And I, But they, they didn't need to run. He has Jamison Williams going number 10. By the way, he had Garrett Wilson uh, going number nine to the Texans uh, right before there. Jamison Williams is interesting because I know a lot of Chiefs fans are enamored by Jamison. There's no guarantee he's going to be ready to roll. Yeah. Because he tore that ACL in the national title A lot of game. people think he might take a redshirt season. Well, the thing year. is he played at Alabama, and Alabama receivers do shine. He only had 15 catches before last year. Yeah. 15 catches, transferred from Ohio State, and they're loaded. Garrett Wilson was there, Chris Olave, and their best one, Jackson Smith Enigma, is still at Ohio State, and he's the best receiver at Ohio State. He had 600 more yards than Garrett Wilson did. Yeah. A ton more than Chris Olave because Olave had 1,000 yards. Yeah. But he didn't, he didn't like the receiver room, so he transfers to Alabama. Has a big year. Well, a lot of people do it at Alabama. Yeah. I think – and. It, I think that's that, and that's the reason why I'm kind of eh, about Jameson. I know, like from the physical profile, a lot of people have really tried to convince themselves that he's the next Tyree Kill, and maybe he is. But Here. my question is, if he couldn't beat out guys like Olave, guys like Garrett Wilson, guys uh, where he's like the fourth receiver 
in that packed wide receiver group, then what's he going to do when he has to go play on a real NFL receiving core? And he has to beat out, try to beat out guys that are at the same level as the guys that he couldn't beat at Ohio state. And That's the thing that concerns me about Jameson. Here's the interesting. He had Kayvon Thibodeau following the number 13, which then is interesting. Cause then he said like Brett Veach wants to trade back or, or trade up in the draft at his press conference, but he had him at 13. Yeah. But you got to take that with a grain yeah. of salt. Cause there's a lot of smoke screens that go yeah. on. So I don't know, but yeah, they rated 16, 18 players as first-round picks. Guarantee you, Thibodeau's one of those. So if he keeps Definitely falling, top 10. they can get to nine by trading both first-round picks. They can start going just one first-round pick when you start getting to about 11 or 12. The Vikings are at 12, and that's a team that might want to move back. That would put you in a position. I don't see Thibodeau, though, falling to 13. No. That's one part I really disagree with. No, I, I, I think that for sure Hutchinson... Trayvon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau off the board. I think there's a good chance Jeremiah Johnson's off the board too. So yeah, if, Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson. Here's yeah. the thing, though. People are saying with him, I'm not kidding. They're saying probably maybe the best edge rusher. Yeah. And that's including over Aiden yeah. and over Thibodeau. Yeah. I, I've seen some of that. So, like, it and a lot of times he's mocked like 10 to 15. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it would not shock me if someone took him right before that 12, should the Chiefs move up to try to take an edge rusher at 12. He, he's got Jahan Dotson going 18th. That's the furthest I've seen him up. Yeah. Dotson. That's a he, little to the Packers. He has the Packers trading the 18th. The pack to he has the, that's a, that would have been the Eagles pick, but he has the Packers trading over that. Interesting though. The Packers need exactly what the chiefs do. Yeah. And they're picking 22 and 28. So does the Falcons, by the way, too. But um, as far as the Kansas city chiefs, um, he's got my guy, Christian Watson, Going at number twenty nine. So all the, uh, you know, the text I get about Christian Watson can't catch and all that. Send your stuff to Peter King. <laughs> Act like you know more football than Peter King, dude. If they take if they Go take Christian Watson sending. in the first round, I'm saying, you know how much back padding you're going to well, do. We've seen McShay and all these people do it with Christian Watson, but yeah. again, don't come at me. Come at Peter King. I'll say this: if they take Jahan Dodson, which I'm not, I'm not convinced they will. But if they do, uh, you know, I'm be patting my back like hey, I told y'all. But if they take Christian Watson, which you've been saying for like what now a month now, that's your guy. He's never moved from the mind. yeah. That's been your guy. For, for like a month, when I didn't have him, when it was uh, yeah, only uh, when it was only the one, the, only the only the thirtieth. Like now, like since they've gotten the Tyree kill trade done, that's been your oh, you'll guy. You'll never for hear them. the end of it. Yeah, like believe, especially because you got Mahomes already. Well, it's Arnold Ibikati now. Yeah, so if, if one of those two is taken, twenty nine or thirty. Well, what if they get both? There'll be some peacock. What if they feathers? go Ibikati and There'll be some peacock feathers? <laughs> You might not ever hear the end of that. Ever. <laughs> I mean, we, we still might lead the show with the Sunday. We still, we still don't, we still don't hear the end of Al Mahomes. And I they mean, might not take either one of them. There probably is a chance they don't take either one. There's a good, there's a Again, better chance that they don't take either of them. Every than they, mock than is they different. Take. It's like the lottery. Yeah. You're not going to get them all right, and if you do, it's like every once in a while someone does win the lottery. Yeah. These picks are always messed up. Look at yeah. the look at the mocks at the end of the draft, and they're all messed up. Oh yeah, all messed up. I know. I always, I always. There's no answer key for this. No. Like I, I, I always like to compare what the the actual first round was compared to like all the mocks. And they rate people by who's most accurate and stuff. They, yeah, they, they'll rate it. That's always interesting to look at. Yeah, who who's the best mock or not? Number thirty, they've got Lewisine. That's interesting because Lewisine early on, you saw him in the first round a little bit, dabbled it. Usually Daxton Hill. Yeah, was that guy? But Lewisine. 
uh, the safety from or Georgia. Or as the text line likes to call Cindy, Cindy Lewis. Cindy Lewis. The best hitter in the SEC, again, coming off a loaded Georgia Bulldogs defense. Lewis seen as a big safety, but the thing about it is, I, that's why I like Dax Hill more and Jalen Petrie, and I do like Lewis seen a ton. Like, he's one of my favorite because I like how he hits, but I want a guy that can play nickel, too. And Dax Hill, that was kind of what he did. Matter of fact, he played all nickel last year for Michigan, even though he's a natural safety because he had two defensive coordinators and they used different systems for him. And Jalen Petrie at Baylor, complete stud. He was Big 12 player of the year defensively, but he does everything. Like anything, that, and he's great at rushing the passer. He's probably the best pass rusher from the secondary in this year's draft. So those are like skills that I look beyond with Lewis. Yeah, I mean, we at this point now, we know what the Chiefs like at their safety because it's what they did with Eric Berry before he was gone, and it's what they did with Tyron Matthew before he was gone. They like a, a strong safety that can come up play nickel that can drip that can that can uh that can blitz if they need him to that can essentially be like a, a a third or fourth linebacker if they need him to they like the versatility at that safety spot and if they had not already signed Justin Reed I would agree that this is very likely uh, a guy like Daxton Hill would be like a steal for him but like for me now with them having signed Reed I don't see them using a first-round pick to go and get another safety. Well, here's the th- they like using three safeties yeah. a lot. And Dan Sorensen got a lot of yeah. playing time. This would be an upgrade. But I can, but I can see Hill's not submitted in his position. Justin Reed did play a lot of different positions, only 65 times a nickel. But again, they like the safety position. Yeah, they do. They they absolutely do. It's the safety position in the NFL is becoming big time. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's becoming what you need. Yeah, because especially with so many teams playing nickel now. But my thing is like, I just feel like the Chiefs are a team that because I mean you're because you're replacing Dan Sorensen. You're not replacing Tyron Matthew now. You have your Tyron Matthew replacement uh, ideally. So now it's like we don't have to spend first round value but in the on the draft safety. is several true honey badgers. Yeah. So like I could see them maybe going second round or third round for safety and then maybe addressing edge for sure if they go like if they go Christian Watson 29, then 30 they can go I mean there's a lot of different options there. Maybe they go Ebikide or uh um maybe they go I mean there's so many different options for them. Maybe Karloftis falls for some reason. Because I've seen Karloftis, you know, as we talked about earlier in the show, that there's the possibility he can fall in the second round. Yeah, we've seen him fall all the way to, like, early second round. If he goes falls in the second round, that's where you trade up, definitely. Oh, yeah. You yeah. find a way if, to... I mean, to be honest, if he falls to you at 29, you take him. Absolutely. But I, like, I think so. But I, I was gonna, going to mock him. But the thing was, is, I, I don't know if he's going to last that long. Exactly. I was yeah. thinking, you know, 18 I, to 22. I think he's get, probably not making it up first 15. 816 says reports are saying that Jamison Williams is already running. Yes. I mean, if you look at his Twitter account, he is running. He's got, the, there's video on him doing that. But can you take a hit? Is he going to be able to cut? Well, yeah. It's one thing to, to run on a practice field all by yourself. Another thing to be uh, playing football. But I'll say this about Jamison Williams. And I've heard so much of this in George Pickens. But here's the thing with Jamison Williams, 2019, four games, six catches, 112 yards, six for 112. And you're labeling the best receiver in the draft. A lot of guys have good and one touchdown, by the way, one touchdown for Jamison Williams. And people are enamored by Jamison Williams. Second year, he played at Ohio state, six games, nine catches for 154 yards. You heard me right. That's 15 total catches his first two years. 
He goes to Alabama 79 for 1572, and he's the best receiver since sliced bread with a lot of people. Yeah. The same thing with the the same thing goes with George Pickens. George Pickens has played 12 games the last two years. He had five catches this past year. So what's your favorite catch that you say, surefire first round talent? <laughs> he played eight games the year before. But people are so enamored and sold by some of these guys where durability has been an issue. Yeah. And I think that's that that really matters because especially when you're talking about using a first round asset on a guy like that, when they have is, issues staying healthy, you certainly want to be careful, especially if they're falling late first round. Like I said, if Jamison falls to them at 29, I know it's tempting for the Chiefs to just go, hey, let's go, let's go get them. Or or like let's say at 62, George Pickens is sitting there. Because there's a very good chance he's going to be there maybe at 50. I think there's a good chance he's there at 50. you got to ask the question, is he really worth using this kind of pick if he has uh, an issue with staying healthy? If he has an issue with beating out the other talent That's there? That's concern. Yeah. Because you may have him rated 8 out of 10, but maybe you would rather have 6 out of 10 because he plays. Yeah. Health issues matter. It's the reason why Trey Smith fell in the draft. That can't, guy would have gone second day if he did not have. Can't help you have, on the sideline yeah. in a sweatshirt. And, and it's not even his fault. Like, Trey Smith fell. He was he would have been a second-day pick if not for the, his issues with blood clot. He's a first-rounder. Easily first-round now. But because of health issues, he dropped all the way to sixth round. That stuff matters. And so if uh, the, if you're really worried about whether or not this guy can play or not, and maybe you should think about drafting someone else. From the 817, Petrie plays safety and slot. Best blitzing defensive back in the last 10 years. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Yeah. You must be on delay, but yeah, we were just talking about uh, that star We've position. improved medical the technology. J- injuries are nothing plays. anymore. <laughs> Look at Derrick Rose, bro. Derrick Rose, he's been having knee injuries every year no. since 2011. And if we want to do this, let's throw in Ojabo. That has yeah, the, dude. Uh, it was probably a top 12 pick till he tore the key. I will, I will say this. If Ojabo's there at 29, you could not get me to turn the card in fast enough. Seriously, if he's there at 29, do what you got to do. But then you're get shooting for a year. I don't care. I, you know, I, think, I need somebody today. Because man. I think they should draft two edge rushers in the first two rounds. Oh, I think that's why I have Logan Hall going to the second. Yeah, he can I, play inside yeah, three, four, I, I like, five, I, I like, I Hopefully Cameron Thomas is still there at 62. Oh, I, I, I like him. I love Cameron I Thomas. I like him. Because he can play inside, outside too. Cam- but I would, <laughs> I want Ojabo 29. Coming up next, I'll tell you who else mocked the latest mock drafts that came out today. We'll discuss that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Big at Night. Jim Inkley, Chris Nocero, and one Grant Nicholson. So the first round will be the Thursday night. Friday will be uh, two and three. Then Saturday will be rounds four through seven. You get 10 minutes for first round picks. Second and third rounds are going to be Friday. Uh, Teams get seven minutes to make those picks. Five minutes between for rounds three through six and four minutes in round seven. And we'll have live draft coverage for you on uh, Thursday night and Saturday. Saturday's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, Chris and I and Dusty, and hopefully we'll be talking to draft picks uh, as well that day. Yeah. People that took the Chiefs. So that that is the plans anyway, but uh, Dusty will be there at Draft Fest. And Hopefully we get to talk to a lot of these Chiefs players because with them having eight picks in the first four rounds, at least right now, that could change. They might Six trade some one of these guys. Like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. Changes your whole team, man. Yeah. This could be the draft class that, like, really cements Veach's legacy. We talked about this, like, last Friday. Somebody texted or texted in, like, who's the best general manager in Chiefs history? And yep. you said Veach. I said Carl Peterson. Like, this could be the draft class that cements Veach's legacy as the top GM in Kansas City history. Well, it's a different roster. I mean, again, four days, four guys preceded Mahomes. Jones, Kelsey, uh, Butker, and Winchester, two of them special. Yeah. It's a brand new roster. But Veach said this on Friday. A lot of stock in, and, and like I said, we're excited to add uh, talent on both sides of the football and, and work through the draft and, and get young and, and get deep. Build through the draft. Get that depth. I mean, the Packers built up their team. They just got one Super Bowl out of it, but they did it through the draft. I mean, they brought in Woodson, probably their biggest free agent they, they brought in. And uh, they built it through the draft. Steelers done it through the draft for many years. Yeah. You and, build your roster. and they got a lot of talent that they were able to be successful with for many years. They didn't get over the hump. They, they only won one Super Bowl as a team, but they, they definitely had a, a squad that they could win with for the long term. Patriots as well also were a team not really big on building through free agency. Let's go get draft picks. Let's maximize value at a lot of positions. This could be the situation where – the Chiefs kind of become that kind of franchise that's constantly in the mix because they have so much value that they're spending at uh, you know places like edge rusher, like corner, et cetera, and they don't have to like pay market value to these guys. So this is a great opportunity for the Chiefs. 816 says, uh, what about Cam Taylor Britt as late round corner? No, that's your guy. He's probably going to go in the third round. Yeah. And I do have him mocked to the Chiefs. Yeah, that's your I, guy. I get yeah. it. You haven't read the mock because there's a million mocks out there. But I had the Chiefs taking Cam Taylor Britt. Also, Eric Edholm and uh, Charles Robinson did an all juice team like Therese used to do. They did it in, you know, yeah. in honor of Therese Paylor. Cam Taylor Britt on their all juice team. Yeah. 
That's your. That, it's funny. I we, like him. You've got what two guys on the old Jewish team? Katie's on there too. Yeah, Katie's on there. So you got two guys on there. You usually have like a guy or two that's on the old Jewish. Now, if team it was Therese doing it, it'd mean a little bit more. You know? Yeah, yeah. But still, it's a very. It's I've I've. It's a very good team. And you've got a couple guys on there. My I miss team. I miss watching college football and texting Therese on Saturday yeah. afternoon. Oh, like, yeah. hey, man, you get be paying attention to this guy for juice, man. You know, and you get these conversations about yeah. football. I miss that. Uh, I miss it a lot the last couple of years yeah. uh, watching college football. Uh, so we talked about Peter King. He had Christian Watson and Lewis Seen, or Cindy Lewis, whichever you want to call him, going uh, number 30. <laughs> Rhett Lewis from NFL.com put out a booth going. So there's the booth there. And Eva Katie. So I was happy to see uh, him go. Ryan Wilson of CBS went Chris Olave. So he's Olave falling all the way to 29, which would be interesting. I mean, I'd like it. And Logan Hall, that's the guy I have the Chiefs getting in a second. He's one of the most interesting picks. They, every team showed up to his pro day except for the Rams. For some reason, they're not showing up Aaron to anything. Donald. They think they can do what <laughs> they got want. Aaron Donald still. <laughs> and uh, But Logan Hall, I, I like him. Josh Edwards from CBS, I've had him on a few times. Went Jahan Dotson and Kyer Elam. So we've seen a lot more. Elam, well, Elam's been a pretty popular one. He's been a very popular one for the for the Chiefs. I think Boye Mafe has probably been. He's been very popular. Number too. one, like if we were to you know the mark down guys that have been picked the most the Kansas City Chiefs early on it was all Dax Hill. Yeah, and that stuff stopped once Justin Reed signed yeah. with the Chiefs. I still see a few Dax Hills here and there, or I still Petra. like Dax Hill. I mean, I can get he's Justice Hill brother, so he's got the you know the yeah. bloodlines. Yeah, yeah. Oklahoma Player of the Year in high school. Um, runs a four three eight hitter can do a lot of different things. Played that nickel last year. I that's the kind of hybrid I want. I mean, you're looking yeah. for a honey badger type. That's him. Yeah, I I and but, faster. But yeah, I do agree. Like every most of the mocks I see of Boye Mafe going to the Chiefs, and, and like I watched some more film for him yesterday. He can't defend the run, not yeah. right now. Here's my concern. Here here's my concern about Boye Mafe is. When you watch Minnesota last year, he didn't really stand out to you. No. Because it was very limited, like his number of sacks, like one and two. Yeah, because he, he was a linebacker. He starred in the senior bowl. He was a defensive player of the game for the national yeah, team. Got two yeah. sacks and a forced fumble. And talking to Gopher fans that watched him, you know, week in and week out, you know, I was surprised by that. Uh, it was somebody, the huge Gophers fan. I said, hey, I'm going Boye Mafe in my uh, my mock draft. It's, yeah. It's a Gopher. He goes, eh, not, not too wild about it. That's, that's <laughs> someone that watched every single Gophers, every minute of every game. I watched a couple of their games. I think I watched the Northwestern game and maybe saw him play Wisconsin. But he didn't just jump off the table no. where I said, this guy's dominant. Now, Arnold Ebicady would jump off the screen when I watched Penn State. Yeah. Led the Big Ten in tackles for loss, blocked a couple of field goals. Like, he stood out to me. Yeah, I like I said, I and I need to I need to watch more Ebicady, but everything I've seen from Boye Mafe. He's a good athlete, but he's not a great run defender, and he doesn't look like an every-down edge rusher. He looks like a 3-4 outside linebacker that you would drop in coverage. Which sometimes. would work because Kansas City will do somewhat of a yeah, rotation. Yeah, but, it's, but I, my thing is just like, if you don't have a guy with the potential to be an every-down rusher, I don't take him in the first round. You want to take that guy like third round? Cool. You know, I'm fine with that. I'm not a fan of taking that guy in the first when you've got guys like Katie on the board. Well, he, he didn't have a sack till the third game. He had two against Colorado, two yeah. against Bowling Green, you know, one against Purdue. Then he went on a stretch there where in Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Wisconsin, a stretch of four games without even a sack. Yeah. And they had one at the end of the year. 
Yeah, like I watched the Ohio State game, and he was just against West Virginia. Yeah, like I watched the Ohio. Boy. Yeah, he was good in that game. I watched the Ohio State game. He didn't exist. Again, didn't exist in that game. Chris so. and Ocero, you hear him here all the time. Yes. Uh, Chris will be with uh, me Saturday. Too, Saturday, our, six our, hours. Our draft special. We're going to have a ton of fun on so that. So excited. Chris got a roll. Hey, thanks for talking draft. With I me. Appreciate, appreciate you having it. me on, man. Thank you very much. Yes. Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com, next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Big at Night. Jay Bankley, Grant Nicholson producing. Yes, I do like that emu. I don't know why, but emus make me laugh, man. I would love an emu as a pet. I always, they look like they'd be fun. I always like those Baker Mayfield commercials. I, I don't really know how many of those will be getting going forward anymore. I, I like the emu better than Baker Mayfield. Seriously. Like, I'd rather like be friends with the emu than Baker. Seriously. Baker Mayfield's got his own statue. You don't see any statues of emus but the emu's, out there anymore. But the emu's cool as hell. Why? Because he's got sunglasses? Yeah, I mean, he's just, he just cool. He just oozes coolness. You know, some people do and some people don't. Let's go to the text line. Speaking of oozing cool, Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com. Very busy man this week. Good evening, Pete. Do you like emus? Yeah, I, I heard you say that you wanted an emu over Baker Mayfield. At, at this point, he might do a better job at, at quarterback. I, I don't I don't think anybody wants Baker Mayfield. Well, who would you rather be friends with? Who would you rather go have a few beers with, the emu or Baker? You know, it, it's hard to really talk yourself into hanging out with Baker Mayfield at yeah. this point. He, he's just a sour grapes guy. Yeah. Really, he's, he's, he's the guy looking for a friend. Uh, the <laughs> emu, so long as it's you know, yeah. safe, 
it, it, it feels like a, a more entertaining situation than hanging out with uh, Sour Grapes Mayfield. And he makes you laugh. You know what I'm saying? He just does something to make you laugh, and that's all that uh, we ever right. want. Pete, uh, busy week for you. I know I had your guy, uh, Ron Kopp, um, yeah. in studio last week, and, man, is he fired up. Uh, you could not have found a guy more fired up. This is perfect. I uh, absolutely love it. But he was telling me about your coverage. It's great because I'll be talking about a pick, and he's already, like, working on the deal because he – was doing it anyway. And it like it makes perfect sense because I brought up certain guys and he's already, you know, putting out information on arrowheadpride.com about different draft prospects. Yeah, it's not only been Ron, it's it's been some of our yeah. other newcomers and Brian Stewart and, and Talon Graff and Christian Gumminger has done a nice job. Jared Sepp. These guys have really dug into a lot of write ups for arrowheadpride.com and, you know, there's gonna be players for sure that the Chiefs take. You know, we have written up already and we're going to have rapid coverage, just as we have in, in previous years. Ron's doing a, a great job. We're going to have instant analysis and, and draft grades. And then uh, on my end of it and, and John's end of it, I'll be hanging out at Arrowhead both for 610 Sports Radio and, and everything else. And we'll have um, you know some of the things that are, that are said at these conference calls as they become Chiefs. I mean, this is you know really exciting. Uh, we got a few days here, and, and then suddenly we're, we're going to have what I'd estimate to be about eight to eight to ten new cheeks uh, by the end of this thing come Sunday. Hey Pete, uh, I want to toot our own horns here. Okay, you good with that? Sure, go ahead. Do you remember when you and I were laughed at for doing a schedule release extravaganza? Oh my god! Ahead of our time, we were mocked. Remember, I brought I brought you pizza, uh, and you we did. had we ate pizza, and we we went game by game. Yeah, and I did the year before, and people thought we were silly. And they laughed at right. us, thought it was, you know, too nerdy and whatever. And now it's like, <laughs> now it's like, it's like it's such an event, like even last year, because I, I never refreshed Arrowhead Pride so much than I did last year, because you guys would have who the Chiefs are playing of week five, week six, and you kind of map everything together and piece it together. And by the end of the yeah. day, you had the schedule release because everybody wants to see it. Then they were, news was, in, you know, leaking out on morning shows. Um, they're going to do Thursday night this year at the draft. They're going to announce who's the first Thursday, the fourth, we're going to find out who the international games are. So you're going to be able to piece some of this together, but it has become a huge event so much. So the two main sponsors have sponsored this thing. This, this is where it's come from, Pete, people mocking us to this. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just incredible. I think where the NFL has come and, and is going, uh, what, what's weird about it, and, and you know, even someone who's so involved in it is saying to myself at this point, like, do we really need to, you know, release one game at a time? But I mean, anytime the NFL announces anything about this, we're going to be looking at, for example, where a certain team is playing, whether it be in Germany, who they're against, what the game might be, um, what, what the game might mean at the time. And then, you know, when it comes to this Amazon Prime game scheduled for week two on, on Thursday night, uh, it seems at this point Peter King, who's well-connected in the league, has narrowed it down in a sense to Chiefs or Chargers or Chiefs or Broncos. So I think that'll be uh, another thing that'll be exciting before the Chiefs pick on Thursday night. Presumably we'll find out because they don't pick the 29, at least to get to start. Uh, we'll find out exactly who the Chiefs are playing and, and if they're certainly playing in that, that Week 2 game. And I, and I think that's, <laughs> you know, instant analysis is already telling you you'd rather have the early Thursday game than maybe one in the middle of the season or late just because of, of injuries and, and whatnot. So uh, already we're, we're analyzing a game we don't even know about. You think the Chiefs will play on Christmas Day? So my understanding, right, the Christmas Day is Sunday. 
and yes. they'll do three games, and three. the rest will be on Saturday and, and I guess Monday, correct? So Yeah, uh, next, next year they're going to do two on Monday. It's interesting because they're even talking about Black for, uh, Friday as well, Pete, which is dominated yeah. with college football, but the NFL it looks like it's going to do a Black Friday game. So there's going to be <laughs> – I don't know how many games the Chiefs are actually can play on Sunday. It's not a holiday like Christmas, but I think they'll get one of those. I'm uh, I'm in I'm in favor of these games. I mean, I think the NFL accidentally ran into this when they had to make up games in COVID and just saw these numbers. I mean, remember we had like Tuesday night football and Wednesday night football, and like people were just still watching, right? And I don't think you want to do that every week, uh, but I I think for these holidays, you know, people are off anyway. Um, If there's a game on Friday of Black Christmas weekend, guess what? You know, we're all watching it. I mean, a lot of times a game could be between a team that, that might be involved in the playoffs and one that isn't, uh, and we're all still watching because y- you want to see what that potential playoff team. The only time that really I think sometimes these isolated games get away from the league is when there's just two teams with nothing to play for, but that doesn't typically happen until the end of the season. So, yeah, I mean, if they load up that weekend, I, I think they'll get a lot of eyeballs, Friday, Saturday, certainly Sunday, and then, and then on Monday. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the way that the Chiefs have, have kind of built this thing and the star power of Patrick Mahomes, you would think that, that they would – uh, be tapped for one of these these holiday games, whether it be on a Thanksgiving or Christmas, um, that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, I, I would say yes, one of one of those. You know, I, I think honestly, um, the AFC West is going to be loaded. I mean, I, I know it's just, it's not going to just be the Chiefs. I I think they're going to be enamored with Russell Wilson, uh, a Russell Wilson Justin Herbert matchup, and Devontae Adams in Vegas. Of course, Vegas being Vegas, uh, they'll want to do that, but. Uh, I think the AFC West is going to be well, well, well represented. The best division in football. Yeah, I think for years and years it's been, well, all these teams are getting a crack at the Chiefs, and I, I think you're right. I, I think this is the year finally we see it become more of a full division than just like, okay, well, when did the Raiders play the Chiefs? When did the Chargers play the Chiefs? Not, not, like Chargers and Raiders, uh, to me, is, is a lot more interesting now that Devontae Adams is on the Raiders. And you know now you have actually a quarterback in – in Denver, and man, like you're getting two Wilson Herbert matchups a year. That's almost, if not just as exciting as Mahomes Wilson and Mahomes Herbert. So I, I completely agree. And, uh, you know, I, I think for years it's been uh, the NFC West that has been the premier division in football. It's definitely the AFC West now. And, and it's funny, Wilson kind of took that title with him. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think it's just the best division in football now. I mean, I, I think you're looking at the high level of competition that this could be one of the best divisions in, in history this season. Uh, it's going to be tough to win. And, you know, and I, I think, you know, you got to look at it a little differently if you're the Kansas City Chiefs and be real with yourself. If, if they come out of this thing four and two, that's excellent. Uh, this, this idea that they're certainly just going to walk in and prove the division to me, it's over because the, the parity is just so good. Um, but, yeah, you're going to look for those division games. If they can get out four and two, I, I think you're happy if you're a Chiefs fan. I think the uh, AFC North will be interesting, too, with Lamar Jackson yeah. being a former MVP, Joe Burrow, and Deshaun Watson. I think a lot of people will be curious to see how he's going to do. Yeah, and, and I, I think now the, the Cincinnati Bengals, who have been perennial losers, they're the target team. You know, They're right there to me with the, the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs just because uh, they kind of came out of the woodwork a little bit and, and were, you know, somewhat of a pseudo Cinderella team to go and do it last year. I mean, they're the AFC champions. Uh, I think for the first time in a few years, you're going to see the Chiefs travel to a, a team and, and against the AFC and really have a chip on their shoulders. The Chiefs should be walking into Cincinnati whenever that game is. We'll find out on May 12th. 
but the Chiefs should be walking into Cincinnati and, and ready to, you know, extract some revenge. I know that, you know, predictably that week, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes will say this is just another game, but they should be going in there, I, I think, with a huge chip on their shoulder to kind of retake the, the conference in a sense, as part of what is going to be a long season. And then, um, you know, I think, like I said, I've said this to you before, I think it's going to be tough to win the conference when it comes to the single bye, just because they're going to be beaten up on each other in the AFC West. But you're going to have to win big games like that to even have a chance of that, for sure. Pete, you and I always uh, look at the schedules. Uh, we circle games. Like you say, this is going to be the game. Are you sitting there with Cincinnati at Cincinnati because of that chip on the shoulder? Because I think so. You lose to them in the regular season. You lose to the playoffs. I know they're playing the Bills. They've 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 proven they can beat the Bills uh, as they have in the postseason the last two years. Yeah, they lost a regular season game to them. Who cares? The box that'd be a little bit of revenge from the Super Bowl. But I don't think uh, I see any team on the Chiefs schedule I want to beat more as a Chiefs fan than Cincinnati. I think the Bengals are right there. I think uh, it'll be important for Chiefs fans to, regardless of Wilson being in Denver, to continue to beat up on them. Can take both of those games. People are really don't want to see that happen as well. Uh, I do think there will be something to Mahomes and Brady. Um, this is kind of a, a grand blemish, and, and I've been by his own fault of Mahomes' record. I, I think the more wins, especially because you know, he's looked at as a generational type of player, like the next big thing. Uh, to continue that, you're, you're going to want to have as many wins against Brady as possible. I mean, I, I don't think you're ever going to get a chance against him in the Super Bowl unless things really break that way uh, as we go on this year. Uh, so I, I think the more wins for Mahomes against Brady, the better. But, yeah, I, I think if you had to mark one down, it, it really does feel like there's a, a, a little bit of, of juice there to, to Chiefs and Bengals. And, and going to Cincinnati and kind of just reestablishing yourself, like, look, we're still that team. We're not just going to be uh, pushed around by any team. Like, you know, like for years it was the Colts that were the Chiefs' Achilles' heel. Let's make sure that this Bengals thing doesn't become one of those types of deals, and I think that, that that game will be huge for that. Pete, final question for you. I know that uh, you've talked about the, you know, the Chiefs stay put, or do they move up? Yeah. I mean, today with Adam Schefter and what he's saying and reading the tea leaves, I could almost see him just staying at 20. I, I have him staying at 29-30 anyway, but it's looking more and more like the end of the first round, second round might be the sweet spot. I think Brett Feach is not going to be able to contain himself. Now, I don't, <laughs> I don't think they're going to I don't think they'll go up to the top ten. Uh, and, and, you know, I, he at the press conference was just like, yeah, don't believe anybody, uh, and that would obviously include him. Uh, but I think there was something, too, with that, like, 19, 20, 21 range and not necessarily needing to sacrifice too many of those picks. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think just from a numbers standpoint you could take 12 players. I mean, you're going to have undrafted free agents as well. So um, I, I, I just see them getting ahead of, of one of these teams that they think is going to take a receiver you know, be it the Packers or one of these edge players. And um, I think, you know, there might be a name, and, and watch out for this, that is just falling. And then finally, you know, it, it, it could be an edge, it could be a receiver, but you're going to get close to those edge or receiver needy teams. And Brett Beach is going to be staring at, at 12 picks. And, and, I mean, he, you know, we talk about him and connect him with Mahomes. And truth be told, you know, he was the guy who found Mahomes drafted by Dorsey, yada, yada. Uh, we've sort of been waiting for, his signature first-round pick, and I just think they have the ammo to do so, and he really likes a name that he thinks is going to be an all-pro or can be a day-one contributor. Um, I don't think he can help himself from getting into that, like, 18 to 20-ish 
range. I, I mean, I, I would look, that that'd probably be my best guess at this point. But would I be stunned if he stays at twenty nine and thirty? No, um, I, 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 it remains to be seen. It it was kind of telling in the sense that a lot of these teams are trying to trade back, and uh, the consensus is the hot zone for this class might be twenty to forty, thirty to sixty, as Brett Beach alluded to. Make sure you check out ArrowheadPride.com. Some great stuff on there, including Ron Cop's latest uh, draft profile, Logan Hall, guy that I marked the Chiefs really like him and other great stuff, as they'll have you covered on every single Chiefs pick. Pete Sweeney uh, will be very busy this week, but he's the editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com. Thanks, Pete. Yeah, thanks, Jay. Enjoy the draft. I know this is one of your favorite times of year, so I hope you have a, a good time this weekend. Top three sporting event. Thanks, Pete. There you go there. Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, Arrowhead Pride. Dot com and they've been extremely busy over there with all the interworkings. We'll take a time out though, come back and uh want to address something else that Chiefs fans are really thinking about with this draft. We'll discuss that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Back to Big at Night, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. Grant, did you uh, put some buffalo sauce on your macaroni? They didn't have any in the break room. I didn't look that hard, though. That's why you always got to carry buffalo sauce with you. I'm not going to carry buffalo sauce like I'm some sort of sauce. In that lunchbox slash cooler slash biggest thing I've ever seen, you can definitely do it. Seriously, you can put I like could. a lot of stuff in there. You can put like a whole kitchen in there. I mean, it's convenient. It holds a lot of stuff. It does. And you can hold hot sauce. You know, I once went to a went to a buffet years ago, and a couple people walked in with like a handsome carrying case. Inside this carrying case was not only utensils but hot sauces. They brought their own hot sauces into the restaurant. You should get like a you should get like a utility belt for all the hot sauces that you can take around with you. You could do that, but you know, it's kind of I saw them bring it in. I was like. There's going to be people laughing at them because they brought... It's like walking into a bowling alley with your own ball. You know what I'm saying? They're walking into a play darts with your own darts, which is fine. But they actually brought their own hot sauce into said bar, which... How many hot sauces do they have? Do they have, like, one? Or do they have, like, no, nine? No, it's like, it's like three or four of them in the case. It's like, you know, like, like you carry a weapon or something, and you, you pick it out and choose which one you want to use. It was, which hot sauce am I going to use? Like hot sauce cowboys? Just so I guess, Grant, but I respect it. Why do you need so many hot sauces? Just pick one. Well, they like their own. Like, they're really uh, brand-specific. And sometimes you go to a restaurant, and they may be Tabasco and not Louisiana hot sauce. Or vice versa. But I'm telling you, this buffalo wing sauce you can now get from all your major brands. Frank's, Louisiana hot sauce, all that, if you don't go wild sauce. But they have buffalo. But I recommend it strongly on macaroni. I almost talk about kicking up household items. And I can't cook. I cook like crap. I suck. Completely suck. I'm the worst. But I do know how to put hot sauce, like buffalo wing sauce, on macaroni. I almost picked up some Slap Your Mama on your recommendation. Slap Your Mama's good stuff. It was right there in the store. I almost grabbed it. But that's not why I was there. 
You know, uh, you know, I was uh, at a store. Slappy Mama that I buy is like a powder. It's like a Cajun powder. But I saw where they they dove into the hot sauce. I think they even had buffalo wing sauce. Sla- the Slappy Mama is good stuff. Trust me. You like hot? Uh, I like flavor more than hot. I don't mind if it's hot, but I really want to make sure it's flavorful, not just hot. Just don't put a ton on it. If you have Slappy Mama, don't put a ton on it unless you like really, really hot stuff. But it kicks up some macaroni, man. Every Thanksgiving, I'm bringing the buffalo hot sauce over. Like, I carry my own hot sauce. You, you, you don't cook anything for Thanksgiving. You just bring the hot sauce? I don't have a nice case for it, though. <laughs> like, I really need, like, that nice, like, uh, case that you open up. It's got, like, leather and, and um, silk, whatever, to hold the hot sauce in. Like a, like a guitar case or something where you can, like, unlatch yeah, it yeah. and stuff? Yeah. So if you're looking for a last-minute Christmas idea, I need a sauce holder. Well, I'm I'm still waiting for my birthday gift from you first. I'm bringing donuts Sunday if, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. if Chiefs draft who I like. Only if you're in a good mood, though. Which they will. I have to talk myself into it, too, sometimes. Like, that's the way the draft goes. Because immediately we turn to YouTube. And let me say this. Everybody looks good on YouTube. Is, is there any outcome from you for these next five days or whatever that you dislike what the Chiefs do in the draft? Are you able to talk yourself into any scenario? Maybe position groups, like if they went away from edge, wide receiver, corner. I could make a case for all three of those positions for the first two picks. I mean, seriously, I well, think. What if they went, but like, I would stay with those picks. I mean, if you go quarterback or something, you're sitting there going, what the hell? Which they <laughs> won't. But, you know, or running back or something. But, no, I think they'll stick with the edge, wide receiver, corner. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, What, I, what if they get there at 29 and N'Kobe Dean's still there and they say, you know, he's a difference maker. Let's draft him. Are you still on board? Yeah, I would worry about taking a, a linebacker, especially on the inside, okay. that early. Okay. Because I think they're set. I mean, they've spent draft capital on Willie Gay and Nick Bolton. I get it. The more linebackers you have, the better. But I would look specifically for edge, corner. I would even, you know what, safety too. Throw safety in with corner, especially these guys that can play nickel or safety. So safety, corner, edge, wide receiver. I prefer edge and wide receiver, 29 and 30. But it's kind of the dilemma Chiefs fans are in. And not only that, I'm not trading down. Especially when when the trend is for these teams picking up a phone to call you because they want to move back. But unless you're in love with a certain guy, let's say you're in love with Jermaine Johnson, I think, honestly, you can get good value by trading up this year. I do. Maybe even off the uh, Rich Hill trade chart where you can move up for less value because if teams are looking to move back, and that's the trend, Grant, instead of all these teams looking to move up, like, if you're a team sitting there at 12, like the Vikings, and you've got three or four teams that are desperate to trade up, right? It's like when the Chiefs selected Mahomes, and there was Watson, Mahomes, you can trade up and get a quarterback, like especially quarterbacks. You'll see a lot of trading up. But if you're sitting there and you got to find a trade partner, you may be taking less to move back than you typically would in other years. I think that's the real dilemma. Do you do it? Like, if you've fallen in love with a certain prospect, do you do it or not? That's the question. I, I'm. I always tend towards go for your guy. Just go for it. If you really think he's your guy, put the pedal to the metal. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at Mahomes. I mean, that's the guy that took the four straight AFC title games. I mean, that guy does exist. I'd be cautious to trade up because you trade up to ten for Mahomes. Is that guy much better than Mahomes that you're going up to get? I'd be cautious about that. But you're right. That's why I never. If a guy is slated to be a second rounder, which who's going to say they're a first rounder, second rounder? These teams know they're the ones that truly grade them. It doesn't really matter what the mocks have. 
It's the team's evaluation of said player. But if he's supposed to go with, say, 39 or 40, you know, in the second round, and you totally value the guy as a first-round pick, because the, the NFL's littered with second- and third-round picks that are all pro, and they're getting in the Hall of Fame as well. Travis Kelsey, third-round pick. Tyree Kill, a fifth-round pick. So the two best players on the Chiefs' offense outside of Mahomes were a fifth-rounder and a third-rounder. I mean, you can get value other places, but if you truly value them and think this guy's worth it, it's like the Seahawks when they sweated out and getting Russell Wilson. Like, they sweated that thing out through two rounds. Now, if they thought that Russell Wilson was as good as they, they thought he was, you're probably going to take him in the second round, and you don't care what anybody else says. Like, you can't care what other people think if the guy turns out to be good. Because you know what? They're going to crush you if they if they suck. They're going to crush you if you missed out on that draft pick. Rarely do you get the credit that you drafted certain guys. Like, I'm still waiting for the Chiefs to get a lot of credit for Creed Humphrey, Nick Bolton, and uh, Trey Smith last year. I was just about to say, Creed Humphrey, second-round pick. Joe Tooney, third-round pick. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for that praise to be on there because it, it's not talked about. We just keep talking about Breland Speaks. We talk about the misses, not the hits. It's a lot of times how things go. Look at the negative. It's like yesterday we were talking about the Royals, Grant. As I bad mean, as they've played lately, <laughs> they were a game and a half out of first place, <laughs> which yeah. is 100% true. <laughs> and then they proceed to get, uh, well, it was a good game. It was a good game. They, they didn't win it, but it was a good game. How many good games are we going to let them play before we start to get concerned? Right now, they're two games out of first place. In five of them. Two games. As bad as they've played two games. Because you know why? Because everybody else sucks as well. Nobody's like running away with this division. Matter of fact, it keeps changing. It was the White Sox at first, then the Guardians, and now all of a sudden the Twins. That Twins team that can't hit. That you saw at Kauffman, literally their worst hitting team in their history. They're now in first place. Imagine that. And the Royals sit just two games back from first place. You go on a streak. Who knows what can happen? But everybody in this division at least has eight losses. Twins and Guardians have eight losses. The White Sox, Tigers, and Royals have nine. That's how close this division is. So, yes, we may look at the Royals under a microscope and say they're playing bad baseball. You know what? So is everybody else. Coming up next, Mitch Holstis, the voice of the Chiefs, was on with Carrington Harrison. We'll talk about who he likes at edge next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.